Now, there is a common characteristic of the disciples of Jesus that many of us recognize, and it's probably something we've talked about here before, right? And it's this idea that many times the disciples of Jesus, they just do not get it, right? Now, it's easy for us as we read and hear about these stories. I mean, we know what Jesus is talking about and what he's doing, but they just sometimes just right over their heads, right? They just don't get it. And today, we remember a story that after Jesus has come and done that whole resurrection thing, that's pretty cool, right? Jesus has come back and he's been with the disciples a time, right? And he's talking with them, he's teaching them, he's showing them other things. They're probably sharing time together again. And the disciples come together and they seem to have this chance of a lifetime again, right? They can ask Jesus anything they want. And what do they ask him? Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, that seems to be like another example of them just not getting it. Are you serious? That's what you're worried about? You have Jesus here. You've just seen what he's done. You get to hear him again, and you're worried about this kingdom stuff? Now, maybe they are kind of, and they, they're not getting it. But I want to think about that question a little more. I want us to think about that, and we realize that maybe that's not a whole bad question to, get, to ask altogether. As it turns out, it might be a, a decent question to ask. Because this whole idea about this kingdom stuff of Israel coming back or being restored, this is what everybody expected Messiah to do, right? This was their sign of who Messiah was. And so I kind of hear the disciples saying, Lord, is this the time? Because, well, I mean, you're teaching us and showing us all this stuff, but let's be real, you've done this before, and we all know how that worked out. So is this the time? Hopefully, maybe, come on. Of course, Jesus tells them and tells us, I suppose, that whatever God wants to do, Whenever God wants to do it, that's of no concern to us. God's plans and God's timing is not for us to concern ourselves up. But when the Holy Spirit comes, let me tell you what you will do. And Jesus says that these disciples, these people who just don't get it so often, will be his witnesses. See, up until now, when people would come, to the disciples of Jesus, they wanted to hear from Jesus, didn't they? They wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to be healed by Jesus. They wanted the chance to touch Jesus' garment. They weren't about the disciples. These are like the bodyguards that are in the way. We can get past them. We can get to Jesus. But now, Jesus says, you will be doing what I've been doing. This group, this group of disciples who doesn't get it sometimes. Now, after Jesus has ascended, they will be doing his work. Now, this whole ascension business is confusing to a lot of us, probably because I don't think we think about it too much. You know, ascension day is actually a Thursday, and, you know, we're doing other things on Thursday. We don't really think about the ascension, so it's kind of a, a strange thing for us. But many people who do think about it, 
think about it, say, well, that's the time when Jesus left the earth. And that's a little problematic because it sort of implies that Jesus isn't here, right? That's the, the issue that some people have with the whole, you know, what would Jesus do, right? Because that implies, well, what would Jesus do if he were here? And, of course, we confess and we say we believe and some of us hang on to the fact that, well, God hasn't gone anywhere. Jesus is right here, right? So it, it doesn't do us well to say that Jesus left the earth. Now, maybe we understand that he doesn't walk the same paths anymore, right? He doesn't make the trip to Jerusalem anymore or do those kinds of things anymore. But as we hear that story of Jesus being surrounded by the clouds, the clouds, Thursday morning Bible study people, what does that remind you of? presence of God, right? Jesus being surrounded by the presence of God and being taken up into heaven to go back to take his place as the ruler of all creation. One commentator made the point that, you know, a lot of times we talk about the whole right hand of God, right? That Jesus is at the right hand of God. It's in our creeds and and we read about it and we talk about it. And sometimes we, we think, yeah, the right hand of God, that we can go on some kind of cosmic uh, scavenger hunt and find the throne and find Jesus on the right side of it. And that's not really what we're talking about. The right hand of God isn't a place. It's a status. That that is where God, Jesus is because of who and what he is. And the ascension, friends, this morning reminds us of who and what we profess Jesus to be. Jesus being ruler over all creation. And the ascension reminds us about that. And we think about the ascension, we think about these images, right, of the the clouds and then the two angels, and we think about the, you can see the disciples there, right, looking up, you know, full of awe and just awestruck and just, oh, whoa. But have you ever thought what Jesus saw as he was looking down? I kind of wonder if he asked, hey, God, is now the time you're going to fulfill your kingdom? Because it looks like we're leaving it all in their hands. And um, they don't quite get it all the time. Hmm? Think about that. These people who... (laughs) People who tend to put their own interests first, who, boy, they'll get to fighting each other. They start fighting over some dumb stuff, if you read it. This group that will faithfully confess and loving God and wanting to serve God, but just do not get it often. Well, friends, you and I will do ourselves well to remember that we are those disciples. And that quite often we just do not get it. Yet Jesus says that they, those disciples that he's looking down on as he's being raised to heaven, that they and that us will be his witnesses. Think about that. That we will be the witnesses. We will be the ones to do God's work now that he has taken his place. Now, of course, Jesus, Jesus also reminds us that we don't, and probably because we cannot, do it alone. 
that we will be given the Holy Spirit to give us power to do God's work, power to be God's witnesses. Now, if I'm rewriting the story, and maybe this will show you how I don't get it, I'm thinking, you know, that's a perfect time to have the Holy Spirit come. You know, everybody's all, oh, and everything, and you're talking about the Holy Spirit. Why not bring the Holy Spirit right now? That's not the way the story unfolds. Something else happens before that. And something important, I think, for us to consider, and it involves the disciples. Now, as the disciples are there, full of amazement, right, the clouds and everything, they're just awestruck. Apparently, out of nowhere, two guys in white robes show up, who we understand to be angels, and they sort of, sort of snap them in, back to reality, right? After that, the disciples go to Jerusalem. Now, that's important because if you heard, that's what Jesus told them to do. Now, now think about that. I don't know what you would do. I, I don't exactly know how the disciples were feeling totally up to this point. But I imagine there's some confusion and everything. And when I'm confused, I tend to do weird things sometimes. I don't know if I quite do the right thing all the time. And so for these disciples to be full of awe and everything else at this moment, for them to go to Jerusalem, I think, is very powerful because at least they remembered one thing. Wait a minute. Jesus said to stay in Jerusalem. We might say that the disciples got it for once because they listened to God. They were obedient to God. Now think about a story like Jonah, right? Who kind of in the same way was told to go to the far ends and do something. And what did Jonah do? I'm going to go and do my own thing, right? Not the disciples, not this time. They were obedient to what Christ had told them to do. And as they were there in their obedience, what did they do together? prayed together. Now, I'm convinced they didn't know what to pray for. Because Jesus had already told them, you know what, that kingdom stuff, forget about it. All right? Get over that. Jesus never said, no, it's not coming. The promise is, yeah, it, it will come a time. There will come a time when Messiah will fulfill these things. But in the meantime, don't worry about that. So they can't be praying for that. So what else are we praying for as we wait here? They may not know what they're praying for. But you better believe they're praying together. Them and the other disciples that Luke names, they are praying together. And trust me, if we are going to be the witnesses God is calling us to be, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. If we are going to be the kind of people that we are called to be, the Holy Spirit is going to have to be doing some big work in all of us. And that's just true. And this morning, I think, Maybe we can thank the Holy Spirit for reminding us of these disciples. Because in their actions, we can see two responses that we can take that will help us be those witnesses. And the first is to be like they were at first. To be obedient. We know what God has called us to do. We know certain things about our calling as God's people. Why don't we start there? Why don't we start with those things that we know? We need to be like them, more obedient to the one that we are seeing lifted high and up. 
We need to be more obedient to the call of discipleship that we all have. More obedient to the call of forgiveness and unity amongst one another. More obedient to the call of compassion, mercy, and justice. More obedient to the love that God calls us to and to the service to all people that we are called to. And in our obedience, as we continue to do what God wants us to do, what else do we do together? We pray. Now, sometimes we don't know what to pray for anymore. Maybe we don't even know how to pray or when to pray or where to pray. But we pray. Sometimes we feel like we've been praying and praying and praying and praying. And we wonder if our prayers are being heard. We wonder if our prayers make any kind of difference at all. We wonder if our prayers mean anything. But we pray. We pray. That's what the disciples did. These people who just didn't get it finally got it. At least at one time. And friends, when you and I can get it that way, I think we can learn to witness with our lives the way God wants us to. Those early disciples were sent out throughout the world to the ends of the earth, Jesus told them. And sometimes we think about that and we think, well, I'm not being sent anywhere around the world to the ends of the earth. Well, maybe the ends of the earth for you are through your front door at home. Maybe being sent to the ends of the earth is to the job that you have. Where God wanted you to be a witness for God. Maybe it's our spouses and our children, those people that we love, who need us to be witnesses because they don't see witnesses anywhere else. Maybe we're not being called around the world. We're being called right where we are to be witnesses to God's great power. If you think about us being God's witnesses, what would people say about God if God's witnesses practice, really practice forgiveness? What would people say about God if God's witnesses weren't the first one to jump into the argument? What what would people say about God if God's witnesses were the ones to stand up and say, no, that is not what we do to each other? What would people say about God if God's witnesses would actually be God's witnesses in their marriages, with their children, at their schools, at home, at work, or anywhere else? What would people say about God. See, friends, that is the point for us. We've all confessed and we say the ascension reminds us that Jesus is the ruler of the earth. Well, here's the truth, and you can try it if you want. Go bring that language outside and see how far that gets you. People don't want to hear about the ascension. They don't want to hear about rulers and everything. You know what they need? You know what they'll see and what they'll listen to? Witnesses. Witnesses who have seen God's power and God's work and who say, this is what God is 
this is what God calls us to. So friends, as we think about the ascension of Jesus, as we think about sort of that tag team, and God telling us it's our turn, may we all be reminded that we have much work to do. Let's pray. Oh God, those of us here, we're here because we have a love for you. And we recognize who you are in our lives and who you are in the world. And we also recognize that quite often those who aren't a part of of your body don't recognize who you are, who don't want to recognize who you are, but need us to tell them, need us to show them, not in any way that demeans them or not in any way that brings them down, but in ways that reminds them, reminds us of your great power. So God, we ask that you would fill us by your Holy Spirit with love and with compassion, with forgiveness and with mercy, reminding ourselves of every great thing you've done for us so that we in turn, that we in turn can tell others the life you want for them. Lead us now and hear our prayer.